it's completely natural for our dreams to keep evolving and growing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we just have to be intentional about deciding what enough looks like in our life so that when we get there, we can celebrate. I'm Sharia Woods. I'm a dreamer, a mom, and a community builder. I've always loved learning people's stories and figuring out how to keep getting better. And I created the Rise Society podcast to give you the inspiration and step-by-step strategies you need to get clear on what you want so you can design a life you love. If you know there's something bigger in this world for you and you're ready to figure out what it is, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey friends, I have a new episode for you today that I think you're really going to like. But before we jump in, I have one request. Would you mind sharing this episode with your friends? We're going to be talking about how to figure out when enough is actually enough. And I think this is something that we all struggle with. And I'm sure you have at least a couple of friends who would find this episode very valuable. It's really easy to share a link to the podcast with your friends wherever you're listening. You could just click the share button and then send the link to your friends via text. And they'll be able to listen right on my website or on their favorite podcast player. All right, now let's jump in. How do you decide when something is good enough? This is a hard one because we don't want to settle, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably ambitious. It's really easy to get into a cycle where you can never be satisfied and enough is never enough. It can be hard on your mental health and make it difficult to celebrate the wins and the progress in your life. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through three strategies to make sure you're locked in on what enough looks like in your life. Having a firm grasp on this will help you feel more successful and accomplished so you can actually enjoy your success. Imagine you're in an open field and you can see the horizon. There's nothing blocking your view. It would look like a fixed place in the distance. And you might say to yourself, I need to get there and start moving. But a funny thing happens when you start moving forward. The picture on the horizon changes. The destination is further now. Eventually, you're standing in the place where the horizon once was. And you might not have even noticed because you're so focused on what you see in the distance. You're focused on what you see on the horizon now. Our dreams are the same way. We start out with one dream, like maybe to go and earn a certain amount of money or to get married. And before you know it, you've achieved that dream. But if you're like most people, you don't just sit there satisfied, smiling to yourself, at least not for long. Now you have a new dream. Maybe it's a promotion or to have a baby. It's easy to just keep moving without acknowledging the fact that you've actually achieved your goal. I learned about this concept in a really good book called The Gap and the Gain. And if you haven't read it, I highly suggest it, especially if you find yourself in a constant state of dissatisfaction, um, anxiety, distress. It's a good book to help you keep things in perspective. It's completely natural for our dreams to keep evolving and growing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we just have to be intentional about deciding what enough looks like in our life so that when we get there, we can celebrate. And as we reach for bigger dreams and higher heights, we can just rest in knowing that we've done enough, we've achieved enough, we have enough, and everything else is just cake, right? All right, so I'm gonna share a few strategies to help you get into that mindset. Strategy number one, I call it the list. 
Now, the list has gotten a bad rap. I feel like people always talk about lists when they talk about dating. And you hear about these women or men that have this long laundry list of requirements for a spouse. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But I will say there is more than one way to create a list. And I'll admit, I did learn my preferred method for writing a list from a dating book. But I promise it's a very practical approach. In fact, if you are in a season of singleness and looking for help finding a partner, I highly recommend this book. It's called Getting to I Do, and it's an old book. I think it was written in the 80s, but it's so good and so practical. Um, Maybe I'll do an episode on it one day. But anyway, I digress. The strategy that I'm going to share can be used in any area of your life, from your search from a partner, to a new job, to a new house, but you really just start by brainstorming all of the things that you want. This is where a lot of list making ends. People just make this laundry list of things and they're like, okay, I have my list. But there are a few other steps to this process. The next steps are where things really start to get practical. So what you do next, maybe on a fresh sheet of paper, is write the five must-haves. So look at your full list, your brainstorm, your dream, and pick five things that you must have. If you're dating, these are the five things that you want your partner to, five qualities you want your partner to have. If it's a new job, these are the five qualities that your job must have. Then after you've picked your five must-haves, you pick 10 nice-to-haves. So you can look at that full list again and pull over up to 10 additional qualities that you would want. Then you can use this list to rationally evaluate any opportunities that come your way. And if they don't have your must-haves, it's probably a no. There can be exceptions, like if you really need a job, you may have to make concessions until you can grow your resume or until the job market's better. You have to do what you have to do. Now, if the job has all five must-haves, that's an ideal situation, then look at your 10 nice-to-haves. And in this area, you want to aim for about 50% or more but at least five out of 10 of your nice to haves. So to recap, if the opportunity has all of your must haves and half of your nice to haves, it's good enough. Not in a I'm settling kind of way, in a nothing in life is going to be perfect. So let's not pass up on good opportunities kind of way. You are making the list. You are deciding what's important. This process just gives you a method to prioritize the things that you want. And when you're making your list, resist the temptation to put a bunch of things into one bullet and try to cram it in and cheat the system. Each bullet should be a distinct quality or feature. No cheating, okay? All right, strategy number two is taking a temperature check. So the list that we just talked through is better for preparing to make a decision about what you will accept in a new relationship or a new opportunity. This next strategy is more to help you decide if you should try to get out of a situation. There are three questions I suggest you ask yourself to figure out if you need a change. Question number one, am I being harmed by this situation? This might be a quick no for you. I hope it is. If it's not a quick no, I suggest you spend some time here, maybe journal or spend some quiet time reflecting on this question, because if it's not a quick no, it's probably a yes in some form or fashion. The harm could be physical, mental, emotional, financial, maybe some other type of harm. But if you are being harmed, this is a time you should consider fast and decisive action to change your situation, okay? So then, Question number two is, could I be doing better? Maybe you're not being harmed, 
but you feel like you could be doing better. This is a less urgent problem. If you do think you could be doing better, spend some time thinking about how. Maybe you feel like you could be making more money or dating someone who appreciates you more. You're not being harmed, but you're also not maximizing your potential. In this case, I would slowly and carefully consider changing my situation, but I wouldn't rush to do anything because you're not in a necessarily bad situation. You could just be doing better, right? So then question number three, am I willing to put effort into improving this? I imagine you probably answered yes to the, I could be doing better because ambitious people pretty much always believe they could be doing something better, right? So this next question is important. Is this something you want to work towards? Like whatever you put your mind on to answer these questions, whatever part of your life or ambition that you have, is this something you want to work towards? Is this an area of your life that you want to build on right now? And this is not a trick question. Your answer can be no or not right now. And that's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. That's a boundary. And as my favorite Peloton instructor, Robin Arzon says, boundaries are sexy. (laughs) I came across a shirt the other day that I loved and it said she believed that she could, but she needed a break. And so she said no. (laughs) Ambition doesn't have to be consistent for every phase of your life. Give yourself some grace to rest, recover, and build up energy. Then you can start striving again when you're ready. So those are the three questions that I suggest you ask yourself to decide, you know, is the situation I'm in enough for me for this season? Am I being harmed? If so, I need to do something different. This is not enough. Could I be doing better? Hmm, maybe. Am I willing to put in the effort to improve my situation? Maybe, maybe not. And if not, it's okay. It may be enough right now, okay? Strategy number three is document. I know I couldn't think of a better name for that. It's super vague, but I intentionally left the title vague because I want you to decide the best format for you. But the idea is I want you to be intentional about ensuring you remember where you started and what your dreams were when you started. This will help you reinforce how far you've come And it will help you know in your heart that you are enough and that all the work that you have done has mattered. So this is the equivalent, like I gave you guys the example earlier of the horizon. This is the equivalent of standing in that field, looking at the horizon, taking a picture of the horizon, knowing what you see, like, oh, okay, on the horizon, I see this beautiful mountain range with a ranch out front some beautiful horses. And then when you get to that mountainside, to that ranch, to those beautiful horses, being able to stop and say, I am here. I can look at this picture, see where I was headed and know that I'm here. When I look forward, I see the ocean. I see the beach side. Like I'm excited about what's next out there on the horizon, but I am aware that I have reached something that was once just a vision for me. There's power in that. So I have a few ideas about how you can do that. Idea number one, is to journal. I will be the first to admit I have a hard time journaling. This is one of those things I know I should do, but I am never consistent at. I 
at any point in time, I have like five journals sitting around. <laughs> um, but one thing that I have found that works is if I have one specific journal for writing my dreams, my hopes, my ideas, and even if I don't go back to that journal for six months, the thoughts are all in one place. And it's really cool to be able to go back and see what I wrote in the past and how far that I've come. Even if it's not achieving a dream, it may be realizing a dream wasn't actually the right fit for me and heading in a new direction. But being able to really see that is really nice. Idea number two is photographing. I mentioned the example of taking the picture of the horizon. It's so powerful to be able to see where you were. I hate weight loss programs that make you take a before picture. Like I've done this before and I hate it. But I do understand why they make you do it because there's something about being able to see the progress. Sometimes the changes are so gradual that we don't even notice the difference when we're just living in our bodies. Just like the horizon changing as we move forward, gradually, step by step. I used to be a professional photographer and I loved reflecting back the beauty of, usually it was women, but the beauty of the women I photographed, the beauty of the families that they've created. We work so hard and there's nothing like having evidence of the progress that we've made. You know, when you look at your family pictures and you're like, we did have fun. We did laugh until it hurt that day. I did make that dream trip to Disney happen. It's so important that we have those memories and we cling to those and we stand in the confidence of like, I have done my best. I am enough. What I've done is enough. Idea number three is vision boards. I know the jury is out on whether vision boards magically make things happen in your life. What I know for sure is vision boards do a great job of archiving our dreams. I made a vision board when I was like 23 and it's amazing when I come across it and see how many of those visions, those dreams and ideas have come to be. It's like a time capsule for our dreams. Well, there you have it. Those are my three strategies to really help you get locked in on what enough looks like in your life. Whether it's creating an amazing list of all the things, all the potential things and qualities that you might want something to have and then being strategic about uh, narrowing down that list to fit realistic goals <laughs> or asking yourself questions to take a temperature check of like, is this enough or do I need to change my situation? Or just documenting and really keeping track of how far you've come so that you can feel confident in your growth and the value of the things that are a part of your life right now. I hope these strategies help you get really clear on what enough looks like for you so you can recognize success and enough when you see it. You deserve to really enjoy your success. Let's keep rising together, friends. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today and for staying until the very end of the show. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the Rise Society podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining.